The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hey, hey, what's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Mental Reps Podcast, the MRP. I'm your host, Deanna, and I'm super excited for you to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining in on the show. And thank you to everyone for just the recent messages and support and uh, just feedback in regards to this platform and topics and just asking questions about the, you know, the shit you want to hear about, the topics you want me to go through. And I think that I do have a little bit of a unique approach, um, a unique perspective on a lot of things going on in health and fitness. And as always, try to give you the most blunt and straightforward, you know, information as it pertains to any of the topics being kind of thrown around there um, in, in health and fitness. And we know that everything goes through phases. There are certain topics that are coming up more frequently, things that, you know, everyone always talks about. And I just want to give you my take my opinion, my experiences, my information uh, for all of it. And of course, putting that mental spin on things as well, because as I always mention, you are here and I am here for the mindset piece of the puzzle. It's not just the physical actions. It's not just the you know, physical transformation uh, in health and fitness. It's the mindset shifts and mindset change that you have to undergo in order for any of this shit to happen right? You want to lose weight? Cool. You need to change your mindset. You want to gain muscle? Cool. You need to change your mindset. You want to do anything in life, even outside of health and fitness. It all comes down to how you are able to control your own thoughts, behaviors, patterns, what's going on up top in your brain, right? It has to start there in order for anything to happen. It really does. And today's topic is absolutely no different. So we are going to be covering uh, stress and just the effects of stress on your body physically, mentally, emotionally, kind of what to do about it. And I've been talking about just my current journey and my current phase, I guess you could say, uh, quite a bit with all of the issues that I've been going through for my stomach, my gut health, just not feeling good, honestly feeling like shit, just for lack of a better word, and and a big piece of that, not all of it, but a big piece of that does come down to uh, stress and the effects of stress on my body and stress over time. And I see it a ton myself with my clients. I mean, it is, it's really, really important to go through. And that's exactly why I wanted to cover it for today's episode. And if you are tuning in, I would assume that either A, you are interested in learning more about the effects of stress, or B, you're like, yeah, fuck, dude, I'm always stressed out. I'm always high strung. I'm always on the go. And you want to know how to either A, help that a little bit, or B, even just understand more so how detrimental that could potentially be on your body. Because I think that that is, that's kind of the root of the I guess, concern or care even, which sounds terrible. But a lot of times, I guess, speaking from personal experience too, we don't care about things so much or as much as we need to until they're showing up in a physical capacity, right? Like, oh, I know I should eat healthy. I know I should exercise. I know I should, you know, all these things and, but you don't truly care enough to do anything about it until, I don't know, you you go to the doctor and they're telling you, you know, your blood work looks off or you've got high this or, oh, you're overweight or, oh, you're starting to look in the mirror and like not really love what you're seeing. You don't really care enough to put an effort in until you can see that it's truly affecting you. And I'm going to argue 
because I'm going through it. That is so not the approach to be taking when it comes to stress and stress management for your body. Because whether you think it's affecting you or you think it's not, it is. And the negatives uh, that can come potentially come from allowing chronic stress to build and build and build without any sort of just understanding at least to start to take action uh, can be horrific and it will show up physically. And my point in this show is one, to you know educate and teach you guys about what's going on, but two, get you to understand and implement these things before you hit a point like me where you're like, fuck, I have to do something. Like shit's not right. It is showing up physically. I don't feel good, right? So the, it all really does uh, come full circle. And I do wanna kind of touch on this, obviously, like I said, going through a, quite a bit myself uh, with this area, um, but it really is, popping up quite a bit in just health and fitness in general. You guys ever notice that the kind of health and fitness industry uh, really does go through its own phases? Like for a little period of time, everyone's obsessed with keto and then another period of time goes by and everyone's obsessed with Pilates and then a little bit further on, it's like everyone has to be strength training. Like it goes through phases where these certain like buzzwords get kind of hyped up or glorified or they just they're they're showing up everywhere um and I feel like right now at least in some part stress is one of those kind of hype buzzwords where you're kind of seeing it a lot at least maybe just me because I've been paying attention to it more but I do feel like it is starting to get um, more and more I guess popular in health and fitness and as gut health specifically gets more and more popular to like care about and learn about uh, stress usually comes right along with it because they are very very highly related and correlated so while you know some of these trends that the fitness industry does go through I don't really always agree with or even really care to talk about it uh, this one in particular does deserve to be acknowledged and that is why it's getting its own episode here on this platform because it has been brutal (laughs) for me for my body like I said a lot of my clients this is a topic of conversation being uh, an online health and fitness coach that I talk about uh, multiple times a day not just on a weekly basis not just every now and then not just when things are crazy like stress is truly talked about every single day Um, And it really does, like I said, have quite the effect on many different areas of your body. And and for most people, most people, mastering the basics of, uh, you know, a good workout regimen or a proper workout regimen and, and good nutrition, usually doing those two big pieces, like those two major things, you can at least in part see a good amount of progress towards whatever goals that you are looking to achieve for the most part, right? You're like in the gym, you're doing what you need to, you're following a plan and you're you're eating good, you're following kind of what needs to happen for your specific goals. You're, you're gonna make progress for a lot of us. And if you're very new to health and fitness, that's the two things you should be very much focused on. But, but if things are not necessarily moving in the right direction you can kind of check off all the boxes for those two major categories um very close I guess third would be understanding and assessing your stress levels okay that is like you know step one step two this is a close step three um and for some people again depending on where you're at in your journey could even be right up at step one so it is extremely important and we're going to use today to really just talk about uh the effects of stress on your body your mind your weight loss your muscle building whatever your goal is can be 
either positively or negatively impacted by your body's stress response and the stress levels that you are retaining. Um, and I can't, you know, promise you that you're going to leave this episode feeling, you know, enlightened as shit and you're at true peace and you know how to just handle your shit and you're just stress is it. And I can't promise that. Right. But hopefully you can at least begin to at the very least become aware of your body's response and to start listening to when it's telling you to truly calm the fuck down. Okay, so stress. What the heck is it? It's again used all of the time. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh, I'm just so stressed out. Oh, I'm just naturally a stressed person. I hear it a ton and I've said it a ton. So first things first that we want to really recognize and it's important to note that stress, it is a response or a reaction to something. You don't just have stress or born being stressed or oh, it's just my whole family. It runs in the family. Like it is your individual body responding to something. It is a stress response. And I also want to start by saying too that it is not always a bad thing. Stress gets a really, really negative reputation, as I just kind of alluded to in the start of this show, that it's horrible and you can't be stressed and you, it all comes down to one individual, you know, how much stress are you dealing with, but two, how you're able to handle it and how often it's recurring. So there is good and bad as there is anything in health and fitness. I mean, you, you talk through anything, there's, you know, the healthiest thing, oh, vegetables, right? If you eat too many vegetables, that becomes a bad thing. If you lift weights too frequently, that becomes a bad thing. Like there's always pros and cons to any of this and it all has to be within your normal individual kind of range. So for stress specifically, uh, it can actually be positive within reason, right? So it does, when we'll get into the kind of the negative sides of things, but it really can help it can really help. It can help us a lot um, with just kind of dealing with certain things. So stress, like I said, is your body responding to something. It is helping you get ready for whatever the heck is about to happen. And there's a lot of times when you need to be ready. There's a lot of times when this heightened, you know, state is extremely helpful. Stress, think about it like this. Stress is your body responding to a potential threat. Not always, but just for ease of explanation, you are facing a I don't know, a a crazy bear. Actually, side note, I had a crazy dream last night that I was literally having to fight off this like rabid brown bear, like breaking into my home. Anyway, that's totally side note. But like facing that bear where I'm face to face with this mammoth animal who's like ready to kill me, stress, that, that response right now, fuck yeah, it's helpful. Absolutely. It heightens your emotions. It heightens your awareness. It makes your vision a little bit clearer. It kind of just zeroes you in as to like, hey, we've got this bear facing us right now. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Let's get ready. And no, I can't promise that, you know, that stress response, you're not going to be able to fight off that bear, but you're a heck of a lot more prepared to do so than you would be without that stress response. So you get an increase in your heart rate. You start getting maybe a little bit sweaty. Um, it, it does a lot and it actually triggers a whole downstream cascade of, of hormones being released, epinephrine and norepinephrine being two of them. And it triggers the release of blood sugar, actually glucose um, from fats and, and temporary storage to like shuttle it out to the body. It it literally stress in your body trying to respond to this. It's like moments of like a million things going on where it 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 takes everything you've got and just helps. 
So you get more energy, you get more glucose, like I said, to different um, sites in your body. It gets more blood flow into your bloodstream. It helps with your energy levels, your vision, your emotions, your strength. Like it, it, it momentarily could turn you into a slight superhero right? To fight off this potential bear or tiger or whatever is about to absolutely kill you right now. Like that is the response that goes on. It starts up in the brain. I mean, I can get into the science of it um, and maybe I will a little bit just because I know some of my nerds out there are going to want to hear this, Um, but it really does start up top and it just downward. I almost want you to think of it as if like you're, I don't know, like you're starting up in the brain and it's just like cascading over your body of like this shield of armor, of like, we're ready to go. Let's fucking get it. That is your body's response to stress. Okay. So the problem for most of us is that we are not in fact facing a crazy, you know, deranged brown bear or a tiger or any of those things. The problem for most of us is that our stress response is being triggered and activated all the fucking time all the time, leaving our sympathetic nervous system, the nervous system that's responsible for the release of the hormones and the glucose and the increased heart rate. Everything I just talked about is coming from your sympathetic nervous system. It's leaving that on all the time. That is your fight or flight response, right? I'm sure a lot of you have heard of that before, or at least learned about it in some capacity. The problem with stress is that it's happening a lot and you're always in fight or flight. And that's horrible for lack of a better word like your body does not then know if it is getting ready to fight that bear or if it's getting ready to I don't know host a presentation at work do we see the difference there and your body has no idea so guess what it's releasing the glucose it's sharpening your vision you're getting a little sweaty your heart rate is up it's doing all these things because you have a meeting with your boss that day And all of those things going on is not, they're not intended to help you have a meeting with your boss. They're intended to help you like go into action and fight, right? Like, so if we're always relying on that system and it is in part involuntary, but we're going to talk through some ways to kind of make it more voluntary. Um, If it is always in like the sympathetic nervous system is always activated and put to use, um, it's going to start to wreak havoc on a lot of other areas if it's never switched off. Okay, so for example, like I said, I'm talking to the science of it a little bit. Uh, the fight or flight response causes the amygdala, which is a part of your brain, um, to fire and then send all of these signals to truly pump out, you know, cortisol, pumps out uh, epinephrine, norepinephrine. It gets everything going and it's going and it's going and it's going. That's a lot of <laughs> stress, not to use the same word, but that's a lot of hard work on your body trying to get ready for all of these things, all of these things. And a lot of times the then excess cortisol that's being pumped out um, has a really bad impact on your overall health. So to kind of bring this full circle before we get too deep into like, what is this doing? If you are constantly in a, a state of being stressed out, whether that is work or relationships or finances or life or this or that, and your body's just constantly like fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight, hormones, 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 dump this, dump this, dump this. Your your body's not meant to operate like that. And anything that your body does is always for survival. But if you're constantly putting your body into that survival mode, what do you think is happening to everything else going on? Because when you're in that survival mode, do you think your body's worried about um, you know how hungry you are? Do you think your body's worried about, you know, your, 
I don't know, reproductive health. You think your body, no, your body's not worried about anything quote unquote extra other than strictly survival. And yes, that includes building muscle. That includes repairing your muscles from your workouts. That includes losing body fat. If you're preparing to fight a bear, do you think your body is going to say, huh, now is the time to shed this extra protective layer. Let's lose some body fat. Let's get shredded for the summer. No, no. In fact, it's going to make those things harder. Because your body needs those, I'm talking about your bodies, if it's like this alternate person, this being, it's you, but you need that layer of fat. You need all those things in place in order to essentially help fight the bear. But the problem is for 99.9% of us out there, we're not fighting a bear. We're not fighting a bear. And that one-off instance with the bear, we can definitely recover from and bring stress levels back down. But if you're approaching every thing in your day, your life, your schedule with that heightened, stressed out response, none of these things, none of the work that you're putting in for your health and fitness goals really are going to make any bit of a difference because it doesn't matter. We're fighting, we're fighting the bear. We're not burning body fat. We're not building muscle. We're not, you know, recomping our body. None of those things are going to happen. And it doesn't happen, you know, uh, one week I was super stressed. If you have like, you know, finals week or you are going through interviews and like there's a finite period of time when you're like losing your mind, right? Super stressed, everything's going wrong. Absolutely. It's when we handle these things or think we're handling them, even though we are not, uh, chronically over time, weeks and years and, and just on and on and on and on and on without any real understanding of it or awareness to it. So, I mean, studies and science has really gone pretty deep into this topic because it does have such a detrimental effect and it is supported and, I mean, proven that being chronically stressed and chronically using this response, chronically as in a long time, like over a long period of time, using this response, um, it can cause a lot of damage to the inner workings of your body. It's it's basically causing your body to not function the way it should be functioning. So yes, there should be something that comes from it. So studies have shown that uh, chronic stress can actually contribute to uh, high blood pressure. Uh, it can promote the formation of certain deposits that can potentially clog your arteries, uh, can cause even brain changes that may contribute to uh, higher anxiety, higher depression, um, even addiction as well. It's, it's rewiring your internal workings Um, and it even shows too obviously we're here for health and fitness uh, that a lot of the chronic stress can also contribute to obesity and just increase in weight gain or even just having a hard time losing the weight and this is through direct correlation and indirect as well if you're you know directly causing people to you know, eat more is is a big one as well. If you're constantly stressed out and those hormones are pumping and going and pumping and going, it's like adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. A lot of times too, that does lead to an increase in consumption. But then indirectly with kind of gaining weight or having a hard time losing weight as well, um, being chronically stressed out can definitely decrease your overall sleep, uh, the quality of sleep. If you're not sleeping well, how likely are you to get up and go exercise? If you are exercising, how, how, how good is that session? And then if you're overeating afterwards, I mean, it just, and again, you don't think about these things, but it all does kind of stem back to like a hormonal response going on internally. And that's another thing to note too, is because I am the biggest poster child of I'm not stressed I got this or even when I am stressed I'm still like I got this I'm good I will never take things off of my plate 
I'll just handle, quote unquote, handle uh, what's on there and what I do have to do and I'll get it done. But I never stopped to think, or I guess I never have in the past stopped to think about how my body is actually responding. Like, am I, do I feel stressed? Like, yeah, maybe a little bit if I have a lot to do, but like, boom, 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 get it done. I'm like, all right, I'm good to go. But I forget to realize and recognize that that stress response still caused all of those things to occur internally. That didn't just not happen because I'm like, I'm not stressed. Like, I'm not smarter than my body. I'm not more powerful than the chemicals being released from my brain. It all does kind of cause the negative sides of things even if you're like I'm good like I took a bath last month I'm not stressed like it it doesn't matter it has that effect on your body again over time I'm not saying one week of high stress you're like oh my gosh I have high blood pressure now and my arteries are clogging like mm, we're backpedaling a little bit but over time it can do all of these things um, whether that's directly or indirectly and I know that's a lot. And again, like I said, some of my nerds on here, some of the people who understand and want to know the why behind things, that gives you kind of a good look to it. Um, But in basic terms, and what I'm seeing a lot for, again, myself and my clients, because I'm not, you know, recording my, my blood pressure on a weekly basis. I'm not, you know making sure that my my brain is not changing to to adapt to anything. I'm not I'm not doing that. But I am looking at a lot of other markers that are, I guarantee are showing up for a lot of you guys as well. So if you are chronically stressed out, whether you think you are or you're not, um we're talking super fatigued, super run down, you're going to be, you know, skipping workouts, you're going to be constantly sore. Recovery is just shit. You're always tired, you're always like, "Oh my gosh." You know, you ever have those days where it's like, "I can't even lift my legs I feel like I'm like trudging through the snow to just get out of bed that's not a good sign you're going to be also reaching for a lot more just like sugary foods uh carb heavy foods always wanting that like quick burst um you're going to feel pretty bloated uh stomach pain and digestive issues are a near and dear friend to elevated stress levels um also potentially less self-control when it comes to your choices or even just perceived self-control, you think like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to navigate, you know, blank. You just don't think you have it in you. Um, it also can lead to a increased body fat percentage. Uh, much harder time, like I said, seeing results, whether that is body recomposition, building muscle, losing body fat, any of those things, you're going to also have a harder time adhering to any protocols that you have. If you are working with a coach or even you're just coaching yourself and you know X, Y, and Z needs to get done and you're like, I just can't can't do it. I just don't have it in me. A lot of that could be due to increased stress levels. Um, It could also very much impair and decrease your metabolic functioning, how fast your metabolism is running. uh, And it also decreases your immune system, which that last one I wanted to touch on a little bit because I did actually get a question on this for, okay, I was going through, say it's like finals week, right? If you've ever been, you know, college or even high school, like you just have a ton of exams, go, go, go. It's it's stressful. It, it, there's no way around it. It's a lot. Um, and a lot of times you get through it. And then what happens like a day or two afterwards? You're sick. You like came down with some cold or you've got some sort of cough. I used to get strep throat like no other. Like it just... And the reason for that is because going through that heightened state, one of the impacts of that stress response is it decreases and kind of downplays your immune system and your body's ability to fight shit off. You're almost more more compromised, I guess, when it comes to potentially getting sick because your body's not worried about fighting off like a little sickness right now. It's worried about fighting off the bear. 
So again, after that period of heightened stress, a lot of times we do fall sick or we get, you know, even if it's just like a small cold, it's because your body was on that fight or flight heightened state, you know, running off of adrenaline and epinephrine and cortisol and all these things to like, keep going, keep going, keep going. I don't need sleep. I'll just do this. I'll just have more caffeine to do, to do, to do. But over time that heightened build, build, build leads to a crash. So oftentimes it is kind of led by or followed by um, some sort of sickness. Um, again, nothing you know crazy, but again, over time, imagine the effect of that on your body if you are constantly in a compromised immune system. You're going to be sick a lot more frequently than anybody else's because your body doesn't have the ability to fight things off. So I mean, this list truly and unfortunately can go on and on and on. Uh, but to sum it up, like there is really nothing about the hardwiring of the human body that supports the continued release of these hormones as beneficial. Like there is nothing about how we operate that this is like, this is good. Um, these hormones and this response is supposed to be a quick boost of like help uh, in certain situations, not a lifelong crutch that is just how we function. And that's where I call myself out too, is like, that's not normal. That's not good. You're not, and I'm talking to solely me right now, if anyone else needs to hear this by all means, but you're not just a superhuman. You don't just have a to-do list and you do all the things and you get shit done and you're good to go and you don't need this and you don't need that. Like, no, you're not, you know, you're not the uh, anomaly who doesn't get impacted by these things. You do. Okay. It is not a way to approach your life as a whole. So that begs the question, right? What the heck do we do about this? Unfortunately, I can't wave a magic wand and poof, we're all less stressed, we're good to go, we can handle these hormones and these emotions and just approach everything a lot more calm. That's not the case, but in kind of the world that we live in, in the society that we live in, if you're not intentional, at least at least intentional about slowing down, you're going to be quick to experience a crap ton of those effects. It's, it's almost inevitable unless, again, you are just like a total go with the flow, easy peasy. That's just that's so not how I am. So I have to have to be just as intentional about doing nothing and slowing down as I am about being go, go, go. Um, and again, I, I, I used to think it was like, I mean, not cool, but I used to think it was like helpful, I guess, to, you know, let's skip rest days or I'm just going to be go, go, go. I've got my to-do list. Like if I do more work, I'll just get there faster. Like, haha, I'll get more done than you kind of deal. And that's, you know, the way I would approach a lot of things. And guess what? I was super productive. I still am. I mean, that's, that's great, but it doesn't help over time. And again, here I am dealing with a lot of stomach issues. Let me actually backpedal too. None of my stomach issues were caused by stress. It's not like the stress response caused X bacteria to overgrow or so-and-so this to become inflamed. Like, But what stress does is it puts fucking fuel to that fire and it lights that shit up. So again, it's not like, oh, if I take a chill pill, I go on vacation and I decrease my stress responses that those things will just go away. But like the symptoms and how I feel and how badly it's affecting me will improve. So again, not something to note as well. It doesn't necessarily stress in it of itself. It's not going to cause, you know, some random bacteria in your stomach to just like grow on its own, but it's going to cause a lot of digestive issues. Anyone dealing with IBS or symptoms of IBS, uh, one of the biggest contributors, 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 oh Lord, 
One of the biggest reasons uh, for the symptoms in IBS is stress and your body constantly being in that heightened state. So, I mean, again, it's it's not good to be go, go, go. It's it's actually, it's pretty exhausting. Um, and our lives are not meant to be a giant to-do list because guess what? There is no end to the to-do list. And if you don't recognize that you're just in your zone of go, 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 you're really never going to be able to fully, you know, be present in anything in your life, any phase that you're in or any place. Like you're just going to be constantly focused on what you have to do and what you have to get done. And it's causing your body to just kind of live in the fight or flight. And it is so detrimental. So we need to reduce our overall stress levels. I think that goes without saying. I don't think there's anybody out there who's just like, I'm good where I'm at. Like, I think everyone could probably benefit from just some reduction in the amount of stress. Even if you think you're good to go, like it it can definitely help. So there's a few ways that you can do this. Again, kind of backed by science, uh, but it is also individual. For example, meditation is one of the biggest things. If you Google right now, like how to reduce my stress, um, meditation is going to pop up pretty much on every single website. For me personally, to sit there or try to sit there and breathe and be in my own thoughts, that shit would drive me crazy. I have tried it. I've tried it again and again. Like it just, for me, that is not helping reduce my stress. So again, this list again is backed by science, but that does not mean every single one of these can apply and should apply to you, you know, starting today. Pick and choose, figure out what works for you. Don't force yourself to do things that don't feel right for you. That's counterproductive. You're probably adding to the stress. So first things first, which I do think applies to everyone, exercise. And I don't mean that because I'm, you know, health and fitness and I love exercise and go get to the gym, but it has been shown and proven that the response hormonally in your brain from performing exercise and participating in exercise, especially things that you like, um, does actually combat the hormonal effects that stress and chronic stress can produce. So be active, be more active than you think you should, but do things that you enjoy. If you absolutely hate, 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 hate cardio, go do something that you enjoy. If you absolutely hate, I don't know, Pilates, stop going to Pilates, like do things that you can come away from and be like, huh, that felt good. And you know, it's not always going to be the case. Me strength training, that's my, oh, it felt good. But that doesn't mean every day I want to go get my lift done by any means, but finding things that you enjoy. And also to touch on that too, I mean, there's, like I said, a big correlation between stress levels and just overall obesity and, you know, cravings and your adherence to nutrition. Um, There has been a study that showed that a as quick as a 15 minute walk, 15 minutes has actually been proven scientifically to reduce your sugar cravings. So if you ever feel like you are a stress eater, which hello, that is me. um, And you're like, I don't know, dealing with something and your immediate response is like, go to the kitchen, grab the nearest bag of blank. If that is you put this into play immediately, go take yourself bonus points. If it's outside on a 15 minute walk, And I can guarantee that you will come back indoors where or from wherever you were walking and you're going to feel way less inclined to indulge in whatever your craving was or indulge in whatever you're about to go reach and grab. And I so badly wish that this was told to me or at least I knew about it um, back in my previous job. I used to work as a a medical assistant to an ophthalmologist. He was a retinal specialist and this man... 
I think was the definition of stress. He just was so go, 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 but it's just whatever. Long and short of it was it took a toll on me and then some. It was a crazy job, crazy commute, and I shit you guys not. I used to come home from work every single day, plop down at the dining room table with a big old bag of pretzels and a fucking giant jar of peanut butter and just sit there and like eat, 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 until the point I was like almost sick to my stomach because you can really only eat so much peanut butter before your body's like, ma'am, what the fuck are you doing? And I used to push that limit literally every day and then feel upset because I was literally sick and I'm like, why am I letting this man, you know, whatever. If I had known this and I figured out that like, hey, when I get home from work and I want to absolutely scream because I'm so frustrated with this job, if I could just go out on a little 15 minute walk, I could have avoided the pretzels and peanut butter. I could have avoided all of that, you know, nonsense. Um, So implement this. Do it. I used to go and take myself, I still do, on little snack attack walks. You ever get like super snacky in the middle of the day and you're like, I just need something. Go out five minutes. Like go spend five minutes away from the kitchen or away from wherever the snacks are. And I guarantee you're going to be a lot less inclined again to go reach for something that you know may not really fully support your goals Or you may still want it, but you're able to control how much you consume a lot better. So a lot of these other tips are, I would say, a lot more just common knowledge or, you know, things that you can implement. And and it is individual, too, because... Again, if it's not going to help you specifically, then don't do it. Pick something else. Um, But one of them that I have been implementing quite a bit and has been really helpful for me is deep breathing. And I don't mean this as in meditation. I mean this as in like truly focusing on your breath. Um, And the reason for this is it helps to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. So this was something that was recommended to me to do before all of my meals. So what I will do in your Apple Watch, if anyone has an Apple Watch out there, does a great job of helping you do this. There is a little app, like a little icon that comes with the watch and it's called Mindfulness. And it has a feature called Breathe. And it's literally one minute long. That is it, 60 seconds. And what it does is it forces you to slow down, sit still, and then it helps you kind of breathe in on a four count, breathe out on a four count, breathe in for a minute long. And the first time I did it, I was like, holy moly, this is the longest minute of my whole freaking life. When is this thing over? But it really does help a ton to just recenter and refocus and the reason that I was told to do this um, was just pre-meal and pre-eating something because activating your parasympathetic nervous system parasympathetic is rest and digest sympathetic is the fight or flight with that stress response so activating the rest and digest you're kind of letting your body know we're good we're safe we're in a comfortable spot we're going to be eating something soon get ready to digest and really break this down and it helps a ton with any of the symptoms of like bloating or stomach pain or digestion issues so that's what I've been doing before each of my meals and again it's hard to do um, and hard to implement because I'm not used to it I'm used to eating my meals at the speed of light while I'm also on the phone and trying to send out an email while, you know, simultaneously getting my steps in outside. That's that's what my meal time would look like. And that is so not good for your stomach or your gut health. So doing a little bit of deep breathing. um, And again, it doesn't have to be before your meals. You can do this in the middle of your day if you're ready to absolutely lose your shit on a coworker and you need to just step into the corner and do some deep breathing to just relax and remind your body like we don't we don't need the stress response we're good we're not fighting a bear 
you know, Joe in the corners just pissed me off, but like, give me, give me five. I'll be good. It can help just kind of decrease um, some of that hormonal response as well. So other than that, um, time spent outside is a really big one for just mental health stress response. Again, if you can pair time spent outside with your walks or even your deep breathing, just doing that, I, I would try to spend as much time outside as you can, which I know is easier said than done. Uh, but do not let days and days go by where you're like, I haven't been outside, you know, other than to maybe like walk to your car, like really just take a little bit of time out there. It it helps so much. Um, as well as reducing your screen time or just social media. Again, you may not think that it's causing a stress response, but your body could be telling you otherwise. Again, depending on what you're scrolling through and what you're watching and what you're consuming, uh, that's a very big piece of it as well. Um, next one is going to be just eating more whole foods. Um, seems pretty pretty self-explanatory, but again, based on the research that we know with stress kind of causing increased obesity, increased weight gain, you know, trouble losing weight. If you're always stressed out, you're going to be maybe not reaching for the best food. So if you can focus on making sure at least 80% of your food consumption is whole food based, meaning, you know, fruits and veggies, lean sources of protein, good healthy fats, doing that, you're going to get a lot more micronutrients into your diet and just help your body kind of optimize its functioning. Um, Never a bad idea to just eat better and more whole foods. Um, and then the last one as well is just sleep, uh, quality sleep, eight hours of sleep at night, you know, not having any distractions, making sure your room is nice and dark, uh, making sure that your phone or any technology is away from your bed. Those things are really important too, to actually get restful sleep that can help reduce your overall stress level. So with those again, easily implemented. Um, but the last one is what I want to pay the most attention to and kind of where my brain goes a lot of times, because I wrote on here on this list, time management. And I'm going to pause on this one and kind of just go into depth a little bit more because I do think, and I guess maybe this is personal opinion, maybe it's not. I do think that your time management abilities or lack thereof have a gigantic effect on your body's stress. And truly, I have no sympathy for those of you who are stressed out due to your own shortcomings. What do I mean by that? If you have a giant project due and you waited till the absolute last minute, now you're stressed out because you have to pull an all-nighter and then you forgot to let the dog out and you missed this and then you have to cancel that appointment. If you brought that upon yourself, then I don't care. That's on you. And I know that sounds really, I guess... I don't know, blunt, but like if you're causing that stress response yourself because you just decide to not care about anything and and putting in the time management and the effort necessary, then that's on you. And you have to be able to honestly reflect on that too because, and honestly, this, this one should be number one on my list of reducing stress. Like get your shit together. Get your shit together. I know that sounds super blunt, but if you are all over the map just constantly dealing with whatever chaos is being thrown your way every single day, yeah, you're going to be stressed. And that's due to you. That's your own fault. That's your own doing. Um, and it also can easily be fixed. If you know so-and-so project is due on Friday, why the fuck are you waiting till Thursday to start it? If you know you have to get three workouts in and that's, you know, what you have to do and it's now Friday and you haven't gotten them in and then you can't figure this out and you have to cancel plans and then you're missing the gym and then that stresses you out, that's on you. Get your shit done. Get your shit done and get your shit together. That is the most helpful tip that I can give for reducing stress. Not actually, but it does help quite a bit when you can just have a plan and execute the plan. Um, And I talked about this a little bit in a previous episode on time management and just becoming like, you know, the queen of your schedule and your time. If you're not doing some of those things, you're, it's almost inevitable that your stress response is going to be up. 
and it's going to be elevated. Um, and another thing to note too with stress and kind of having your shit together, having that plan, um, is the stress response also varies depending on the level of perceived control that you have over the stressor. So think about this for a second. If there is some way, if there's a, a possibility of you actively coping with whatever that stressor is, then you may have obviously more control over the situation, but you also have more control over how your body responds to it. So going back to what I said initially is you do have a little bit of control over all of these things cascading down your body and causing this stress. If you, and it, what's cool too, is it's all about your perception. So if you personally, if you think and you believe and you know you have control over the situation, you will feel less stress from it and your body responds less stressed because of it regardless of what that situation is so take you know individual a individual b both of them are giving i don't know a a presentation to the ceo of a company and based on their presentation that determines if they i don't know get promoted so person a person b person a is like fuck yes confident as hell i know what i've been doing i know what i've been up to i have all the confidence in the world i've been doing my shit on my end like i'm good to go i can't wait for this presentation i'm gonna nail this shit their perception of the stressor is very much so that this is in my control i have control over the fact of whether or not i get this promotion and i'm confident in my ability to get it so their perceived stress their perceived, you know, opinion of that situation is very much that I'm in control versus person B who's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to get it. I mean, I think I've been doing pretty good, but I'm not really sure. And then I, I don't really have that much time to prepare for this, but you know, well, they're doing so much better. Like it's the same exact stressor being placed to the human body, but person B's perception of their control is that they have none. They are not in control of whether or not they receive this promotion. They think it's just totally up to someone else. It's not in their control. They're not going to get it. And that causes a crazy stress response. So it's not even just, you know, person A to person B's ability and like, okay, you know, person A is the clear winner here. It's their perception of their control. So if you can control and better perceive your stressors, then you will have a better ability to control your stress response. And that comes right back down to, at least in my opinion, getting your shit together and being on top of your time management. Because there's nothing that you can't control if you're prepared to do so. Even if it's the craziest situation, if you're prepared for the crazy, you're going to handle it a lot better. So the long and short of it is this, guys. Stress can absolutely have a very negative impact on your body if left, you know, to its own devices over a, a long period of time. But that is not to say stress can't be beneficial, can't help you fight that bear, can't help you hit that PR in your deadlift. We need that response, but we need to be able to control it as well. So if you have absolutely none of these things in play at the very moment and you are very much like me, how I was a couple of months ago, start doing them. Even if you don't have any symptoms, your body's totally fine, you think you're good, start doing them because you're going to be impacted by that stress at some point, whether or not it's now or in the near future, it's never a bad idea to just take intentional time to slow down. And if you need that permission to do nothing from time to time, here it is. Because being, you know, resting and taking the day off and that is productive, That is a good use of your time. And we have now lived and formed into a crazy society that if you take one motherfucking minute off, that's time wasted. And that is not true. And that's not a good way to approach your day-to-day and your lifestyle. So if you need to hear it, whether it's from me or from someone else, calm the fuck down 
and stop letting your stress take over your life.